Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going, James? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had some uh, eventful, fun stuff happen this week. Uh, taking the start slowly down the path to become a judge, so I got an endorsement. And I yeah, I saw that. Level one test, so I'm uh, like two-thirds of the way That's through the sick. classes and stuff. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Um, also, we did uh, last week. We launched our first gameplay video of us playing on Spell Table. Check that out if you haven't. It's over on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Yep, it was pretty awesome. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, let's see. Well, let's jump into our sponsors here. We first thing we got TCG Player. Uh, we got an affiliate link. You might want to buy some of the uh, cards we talk about today. Uh, so click that affiliate link in the show notes. Uh, it's also on our website, ntgplace.net, and uh, that helps us out. So let's them know we sent you over there. Uh, second way you can support us is directly on Patreon. Um, you can go over there and sign up uh, for whatever level and uh, get access to all sorts of cool stuff, like hanging out with us, playing magic games with us, talking to us early, all that stuff. Uh, we also I also throw in uh, some unedited stuff so you can see all the bloopers that uh, we had during filming of our first uh gameplay video yeah a couple things happened mostly on my end so you get to see me being a dumbass it's great (laughs) um and then lastly if you're in our discord you could just you can also sign up uh that way with the server subscriptions right through there uh but so today we're talking about um march of the machines it's coming soon new set we got all the spoilers here we go hell yeah. yeah So, uh, uh, so uh, Wooberg order as always, starting with the alphabetical uh, A's or whatever, and uh, rares and mythics only because we're already gonna be here a really long time going through all these. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So rares uh, and mythics only from the main set. We'll talk about the commander cards in a different episode. Yeah, that, that's for another episode. All right, so James, right. start us off with white. <laughs> Uh, so our first card of white and of the set uh, is Archangel Elspeth. It is two white white for a legendary planeswalker named Elspeth with four devo- uh, devotion counters, <laughs> uh, lo- loyalty counters. Um, plus one, create a one one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Minus two. Put two plus one plus one counters on target creature. It becomes an angel in addition to its other types and gains flying. Minus six, or the alt. Return all non-land permanent cards with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So uh, what do you think about this Planeswalker? It seems pretty good, right? It seems really good. First of all, it's four, which is uh, the mana cost, which is kind of the sweet spot for, like, viable as far as like being able to be played second of all that's a sun titan ability that's a global <laughs> i mean yeah, for you yeah. for your yard at least right and i mean and the plus one protects itself gives you a woman with lifelink minus two makes something bigger with flying it's pretty sweet yeah and that's not till end of turn that's period so you're gonna play this in any token deck any angel flying deck anything three cmc or less matters deck this is good yep. in general it's probably gonna be good in the standard too 
Oh yeah, this is a bombing standard for sure. And it, it, and again, it costs four. That's so quick. And it comes into play with four. You get the ult in two turns. Literally, like that's ridiculous. It's, yeah, this this is really good. this is a really good planeswalker. It's the Archangel of Mm-hmm. Sweet art too. Yeah, I know it looks sick. Well, I love I love I love it. Alright, uh, next up we got Boon Bringer Valkyrie. Uh, which is three white white for a four four creature angel warrior with flying first strike and lifelink, but it has the new uh, mechanic for the set called backup. So it's backup and then a number, uh, and so so the number is one. So this is backup one. It says when this creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on a target creature. If that creature is another creature, it gains the following abilities till end of turn. So. If you play it and target itself, it's just a 5-5 flying first strike lifelink. But if you target a different creature on your board, you get a 1-1 counter on that, and then it gains flying first strike lifelink until the end of turn. It's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. Seems like a sweet card. I mean, 5 mana, 4-4 four, four flying first. There's a lot of keywords to give to another yep. creature. Keywords are good, for sure. Definitely uh, definitely awesome. Definitely play this in the Catherine deck if you have one of those. The keywords yeah. matters. Keywords matters, yep. For sure, uh, this is gonna work real, real well for that. Uh, <clears throat> next up, we have Dusk Legion Duelist. Uh, it is one and a right, one and a white, for a two-two uh, uh, vampire soldier creature with vigilance. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on Dusk Legion Duelist, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. Still, yeah. that's pretty good <laughs> they had to put trigger only once each turn man like i just this i would, just wanted to draw so many cards <laughs> this would be <laughs> so broken if it was not <laughs> it's still good every single turn like and if you have like a yeah. a tapper guy like a, a creature that like taps to put a woman counter or something you could do it on like your turn with a spell and then your opponent's turn with the tapper guy and if you have a couple you could do it on all four turns like this is pretty good yeah. there's a two drop that can draw you some cards if you pop it Yep, yep. I like this guy. Yeah, it's cheap, it's good. It's also a vampire and a soldier, so two yeah. ways, two cards, uh, relevant creature types that need to get buffed. And it's yeah. a 2-2 two, two with Vigilance just by itself yeah. for two. Right. That's pretty good. Like, not bad. Uh, next up we got Elish Norn. Another uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so all the freighters are in this set too because it's like the war going on. Yeah. Uh, so Elish Norn uh, here is two white white for a three five legendary creature Frixian Praetor with vigilance. Whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you or a permanent you control, that source's controller loses two life unless they pay one. And then it has pay two and a white, sacrifice three of the creatures, exile Elish Norn, return to the battlefield transformed, activate only as a sorcery. And the flip side is the Argent Etchings, which is a saga uh, that says when it enters, you add a lore counter. So the first one is you incubate two five times. So incubate, what that is, is you put a Phryxian token into play with that many 1-1 counters on it that has pay two transform into a creature. So it's normally just an artifact with 1-1 counters on it, and you can pay two mana to turn into a creature. So you would make... Five incubate tokens with two one one counters on them, and then turn them all into creatures because you're transforming them all. So the first one's giving you five two twos. That's 
insane. <laughs> yeah, and then the second thing is giving you all creatures you control get plus one plus one double strike until on a turn. That's really good. Yeah. And then the third one is destroy all other permanents except for artifacts, lands, and Phyrexians. Exile this card and then return to the battlefield back as Elishnor in the front side. Oh my gosh, so then you can keep doing this? Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah, and all of them turn into sagas that then come back to themselves. Like, they're all very powerful cards. That's, that's very... I, I, I did not realize that last part when I was, like, reading these. Like, ooh, that changes everything. <laughs> if they can't deal with those... Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna have to yeah they're gonna have to blow it up. Is this like a killer on sight or like destroy the enchantment when it's a saga or something? Yeah, yeah, that's very good. That's very powerful, and and just her ability of just like you take two if you like deal opponents like deal shit damage to you and stuff or your opponent your permanence. Yeah, like 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 you could just block with like if you chump block with a one one token, it's like they gotta take two life or pay two. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, it's or pay one. Crazy. Yeah, which if they're tapped out, then yeah, they're taken two. So it seems phenomenal <laughs> in like a token deck. Yep, it's very good for a token, especially that saga, because it not only makes tokens and then makes them bigger, and have like first, what was it, first strike or double strike? Double strike. Double strike. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just from everything but the tokens it makes, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's just like yeah, then you back. wipe the board, so then you can just swing for all out. So yeah, that's. Ooh, that's spicy. <laughs> Good stuff for sure. All right, uh, next up, we have Essence of Orthodoxy. Uh, it is three white-white for a 3-3 three, three Phyrexian creature with flying. Whenever Essence of Orthodoxy or another Phyrexian enters the battlefield under your control, incubate two. So that's, yeah. Create a token with two plus one plus one counters on it and two to transform. So, so three, three flyer with a, a two two later. Yeah, a two two. So like later, like so in total, it costs you seven mana for a three three and a two two. I don't know. It's not super. Oh, but it's or yeah. another Phyrexian. So if you play a Phyrexian yeah. deck, you can do it a bunch. Yeah. So I think you have to have that tribal synergy with it because you're not going to play it by itself. No, by itself it's pretty weak. Um, I mean, I mean it's mediocre, I guess. But uh, yeah, with other Phyrexians, this can be pretty good. So, all right. Next up, we got Guardian of Girapur, two and a white for a three-three angel with flying. Uh, when this enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature or artifact you control. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So you could it's a 3-3 three, three for 3 flyer that flickers a thing. Nice. It's not bad. It's yeah, kind of like Resto, except we're going to have Flash. Cost right. almost mana, though, I think. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, or like, like Wisp. It's kind of like Wisp in a way. I'd play this, you'd play this in like Bravo or something. For sure. Yeah. ETB matters, all that kind of stuff. Being able to, to, to uh, blink is, can be very powerful. So, yep. <clears throat> That's very good. 
Uh, next, uh, we have a god card. Uh, we have Heliod, the Radiant Dawn. That is two white, white for a 4 4 legendary enchantment creature that's a god. When Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, enters the battlefield, return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, then it has three and a Phyrexian blue. Transform Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, activate only as a sorcery. So then it flips to Helia the Warped Eclipse. Uh, it is a 4-6 legendary enchantment creature that's a Phyrexian god. You may cast spells as though they had flash, and spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card your opponents have drawn this turn. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting, especially if you have, yeah. like, like if your opponent has Consecrated Sphinx or something, just drawing a bunch of cards. Yeah, just like, drawing up the ass. Like, oh, so I can, I can flash now your stuff is free. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, nice. I the colored mana, but... <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's just colorless less, but... It's going to be a lot less, though, probably. <laughs> in the right scenario. It seems like a good card. It's a pretty good Heliod. Yeah. Heliod in generals have been pretty good. Yeah, they really have. Um yeah, I still play the the OG one in my uh, wrist deck just because it's really good with tokens. But yeah, very good. Uh, except we got our first battle. I'm actually gonna have to have you read the front side of this. All right, give me one it's like, second. It's gonna crick my neck trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the front side is invade, or so the battle, if you will, the the siege uh, is invasion of Gobakan. It is. Costs one and a white for a siege. Um, as a siege enters, choose an opponent to protect it. You and others can attack it. When it's defeated, exile it, then cast it transformed. Uh, then also, so that, that's just basically how these work. When invasion of Gobakan enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. Uh, so then it has a defense of three. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. So then you so you play this, give it to your opponent, and then say if you, it's a two-player game, I mean, three, four-player game, give it to a different one, whatever. So give it to your opponent, and then it's kind of like having to attack your own type of planeswalker thing, but it's a battle. So you're attacking yeah. a battle, swing at it for three. They can block. So you don't get the flip side, but you get the enter effect uh, right away. Yeah. Um, and so you swing at it and then it's going to transform into the light shield array, which is an enchantment that at the beginning of your end step, put a puzzle stone counter on each creature that attacked this turn. And then you can sacrifice it. Creatures you control game hex proof and indestructible. Until turn. Damn. That's pretty good. Yeah, so like, what was it? You, just, you exile a card, and they have to pay two more to cast it. Is the first yeah. part for only two, and then if you yeah. hit this, you're gonna, you know, buff all your creatures with one counters. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. For and then, and then, and then you literally have like a basically almost, in a way, like a, some you know a board wipe kind of, or maybe not board wipe, but like removal protection right, for. Yeah your board so uh it definitely stops a lot of things which is which is good right now it's indestructible so yeah that, that actually would stop yeah unless it's like unless it's like exile yeah like what, what is it zealous persecution or is like exile everything like yes 
Uh, gonna be pretty hard to deal with your board there. So yeah, that's that's very good for creature based stuff. Um, all right, we have another one here. So I'll, I'll uh, read the front side again. Uh, this time it's Invasion of Theros. So here's, so here's where they're fighting on Theros. Like, all these are cool yep. artworks. Cause it's like the battles yeah. going on in all the planes at like once. All different planes. Like. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> this is pretty cool. So Invasion of Theros is two and a white for a siege. Um, so same thing uh, as the other one. Uh, but when Invasion of Theros enters the battlefield, search the library for an aura, god, or demigod card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. And it has a defense of four. Yeah, so then if you hit that... You flip to the backside of Afara, the Ever Sheltering, which is a legendary enchantment god creature that's a 4 4. Uh, it has lifelink and indestructible as long as you have at least three other enchantments under your control. And whenever another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. That's pretty so that, good. That backside is bonkers. That's great, especially if you have a very heavy enchantment deck. Yeah, enchantment um, deck backside bonkers. Like, you draw a lot of cards. <laughs> and front side just gets you a card, right? Like yep. you're getting an aura enchantment or a god or a demigod. Or a demigod or, yeah, whatever. Um, so you're probably going to get something so that you, you'll be able to draw right away, basically. So that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, so this is one you're, if you play it, your opponent might actually want to protect it because they don't want you to get this 4-4. Four, four. Lifelink yeah. indestructible that so, lets you draw a bunch of cards. That's a good flip for sure. Um, in the right kind of deck, that's pretty powerful. All right, uh, next up, just a regular card this time. We have a uh, Knight Errant of Aos. It is four and a white for a human knight creature. Uh, that's a four four with Convoke. Um, when Knight Errant of Aos enters the battlefield, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal up to two creature cards with mana value X or less from among them, or X is the number of creatures that convoked Knight Errant of Aos. Put the revealed cards into your hand, then shuffle. Yeah, so Convoke is you could tap creatures to pay for colorless mana or the color of the creature it is. So you could tap five creatures, one of them would have to be white. To play this guy for no mana if you just tap five creatures. And then you would look at six cards, reveal two creature cards that cost five or less, and put it into your hand. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's like a, almost like a mini like Genesis wave or something like that. Which is pretty awesome. And a creature, like not bad. I mean four four night creature that draws you that can draw you to is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not great, but it's not bad. No, it's, it's pretty, good. It's pretty I mean, it's, decent. Again, it's, it's good in token decks, too, because you can just tap a bunch of tokens. Yeah. The fact that you can basically pay, play it for free is very powerful. But um, that's probably how you would want to do it, though. Otherwise, yeah, then its uh, ability doesn't really work. So yeah, you definitely you want, want to convoke, convoke it. it for sure. And if for some reason you have a way to make it cost more, you could actually do that like then, make it even better <laughs> like, so like if, the, if like your opponents is all spells cost you know an extra one mana well then you could technically convoke six <laughs> yeah. so then it's even better uh next up we got a reprint uh monastery yeah. mentor two and a white for a two two human monk with prowess whenever you cast a non-creature spell create a one one white monk creature token with prowess uh this was a staple of legacy miracles for the longest time yeah um, very good card. It was in modern, card, I believe, if I remember right, for a bit too. 
Yeah, this is just a bonkers card. Yeah, it's everywhere. Spells matter stack. Yep. Very, very, very strong. So I'm sure we'll see it in standard too. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up, we got Progenitor Exarch. It is XX White for a 1 2 Phyrexian Cat Cleric creature. When Progenitor Exarch enters the battlefield, incubate 3x times. Uh, and then it has tap, transform target incubator token you control. That's so pretty good. You can good. literally just tap to do it instead of paying two. That's pretty nice, huh? Yeah, so if you pay three mana, you get one a 1 2 and a 3 3, and then next turn you can flip your 3 3 into the creature. Yeah. Or the three coward token into the creature. That's pretty cool. That's Yeah, that's nice. I think this is better the cheaper, like if you have a lot of incubate token traders. And if the cheaper you play this for, the better, I think. Because I don't know, like, let's say you dump, you know, 11 mana into this, getting like five three threes for 11 mana. It's not like super great return. It's not not so. So, Like, I think you play this for like three or one or just the one drop most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and just use other... I think the enemies. 3 is probably the best case scenario. Like, 3 for a 3-3 yeah. three, three and a 1-2 is pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's decent stats. Yeah, so then you get the 3-3 three, three for free, basically. Right, because you just got to tap this to flip uh, it. You just tap it. So, yeah, that's an interesting uh, interesting mechanic. And it's a Phyrexian Cat Cleric. Yeah, so it's a, a cat deck, a Frixie deck, or a cleric deck. You can play it. It's quite the uh, quite the uh, uh, text there. Yeah, creature types. <laughs> All right, uh, you got the last one here. Okay, so next up we got Sunfall. Uh, three white white for exile all creatures. It's a sorcery. Exile all creatures. Then incubate X, where X was the number of creatures exiled this way. So you make one token that has a boatload of 1-1 counters on it. Yep, that's... So it's kind of like Phyrexian Rebirth in a way? Yeah, it's really similar to that card, yeah, actually. I think it's pretty close to the cost, too, if I remember right. So, yeah. Not not bad. Not, like, the best, but it's decent. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. Yeah. Well, that's white. Uh, White's got some crazy, uh, like, well, it's got Elspeth. It's got Elishnorn. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Elishnorn and Elspeth are just bonkers, right? Yeah. Helia's pretty good, and then, like, the battles are, or the, the Theros battle especially is very good, I think. And, of course, Mentor is just Mentor, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's if got you need a Mentor, that it's cheaper to pick up Mentor. Now, I don't know what it's actually going for before, but... <laughs> Well, it's gonna be cheaper here, most likely. So now's the time to get it. Uh, so now we are on to blue. Uh, so our first blue card is Chrome Host Seed Shark. It is two and a blue for a two four Phyrexian shark creature with flying. What the hell? <laughs> uh, whenever it's a flying shark, I guess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value. It looks like it's another Sharknado, right? Like, it's it a really flying does. shark in a tornado. It's got a tornado in the background. 
It actually is just as good as Sharknado almost, too, because whenever you cast another creature spell, you're incubating X, or X is mana value. And Shark Typhoon, you create yep. a, to fly a token equal to its mana value. So pretty almost the same. So this one costs three instead of like six. Yeah, yeah. But the incubate tokens, you got to pay two to transform them. So yeah, it still seems really good. Yeah, in a spells matters deck, this is this is very very good. I think you can get a lot of big creatures out of this, and as especially if you're playing like a blue deck that has like a bunch of like you know rocks or so, or like you know say a mana vault or something like that, you don't care. Like you're just gonna transform them as fast as you can. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got complete the circuit. It's five and a blue for an instant with convoke. Uh, you may cast sorcery spells this turn as though they had flash. When you can, when you next cast an instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell twice. You may choose new targets for the copies. Okay, so you Dear Lord, tap okay. six creatures, instant speed, boom, hit this, complete the circuit. Now I can cast instant or sorcery because the sorcery has flash, and then it's going to be copied, so I'm going to get three, two extra of whatever I play. That's bonkers. Yeah, this is... <sighs> There's a lot of decks that can... Like, cause like, even this. with like Lava Axe, it's like tap six creatures, pay five to deal 15 damage. <laughs> Yeah, literally. You almost <laughs> killed him with that shitty ass card. That's not a good card, by the way. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of decks that can really, really take advantage of this. So, um, yeah, be careful if you see this. Uh, you're probably going to be in for a rough time. <laughs> Uh yeah, hopefully you have it's another way to go in it's another way to go infinite in Calamax. Like Like we needed that. (laughs) All right. Next up we got Fairy Mastermind. It is one in the blue for a two one fairy rogue creature with flash and flying. Whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. And then it has uh, pay three in a blue. Each player draws a card. So, um, yeah, a lot of uh, kind of anti-card draw slash you can also help with card draw. So. Well, so if you play this on your opponent's turn, you're going to draw two cards because everyone draws, and then you yeah. draw from them drawing the second card, which is interesting. You could also activate it twice, like in a commander game. On someone else's turn. And then it'd be like, okay, uh, or even on your own turn. And it'd be like, okay, activate twice, everyone draw two, and then I'm going to draw two, and then another three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to have a full hand over here. Don't mind me. That's pretty good. uh, Seems pretty good to me. And it has flash and flying. That's a two drop. Yeah, like, okay. It's also good just to flash in if someone's playing a spell that draws a bunch of cards. Like, you draw a lot yeah. out of it. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, all I get is cards too. Suck it. <laughs> it's good if someone has a Consecrate Sphinx out too, because you play this, and it's like, okay, you drew two. Now I'm going to draw. Oh, are you drawing two? Okay, well, now oh, I can I'm going to draw on one. Okay, okay. 
All right, next up. Interdisciplinary mascot. Six blue blue for a five five. Creature elemental fractal. Has convoke. It has ward three. Damn. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them in your hand, and the rest in the bottom in a random order. So this is like dig through time on a 5-5? Five five. Yeah, basically. Or whatever yes. it is. <laughs> so it's only four cards. Yeah. So Ward 3. That's Ward 3 is pretty good. But a <laughs> seven, I mean, but it's 8 mana for a 5-5 five five that draws you one. Like, it's not super great. It's okay. It's way better. Like you have to convoke. You have to yeah. be able to convoke it, or it's not good. Yeah, paying eight for this is definitely not worth your like time. Eight for a five-five draw card is like whatever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're 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 definitely uh, in the best case scenario of paying this for nothing. So yeah, otherwise for like you know two or something like that, then it's pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we got our uh, blue battles here. Uh, our first one is Invasion of Archavios. Archive, Jeez. Which uh, is, I think, the Strixhaven plane. Okay, yeah, I'm like, I don't remember that one. Uh, it is three blue blue for a siege. Um, when Invasion of Archavios enters the battlefield, search your library, graveyard, and or outside the game. Or an instant or sorcery card you own. Reveal it and put it into your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle. It has defense seven. Yes, you gotta take it for seven. But it flips into Invocation of the Founders, an enchantment that whenever you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand, you copy that spell. Oh, ew. (laughs) That's gross. That's why it costs seven attack. Yep, that is why it has seven defense. (laughs) The interesting thing is, like, lightning bolt that says any target, you can actually bolt the sieges. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's new cards that'll say, like, deal damage to a battle or whatever. Yeah. But if there's a card that was, you know, errated to be any target, like lightning bolt, you can actually hit a siege because it's still, it's any target, it's legal. Right, right. Um, but otherwise, you can't. So, like, otherwise, you have to attack it. Yeah. So, it's also yeah, like, uh, like, what is it like? I think Vampire Hex Mage can remove all counters from something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that is technically counters. <laughs> yeah. Oops. All counters are gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yep. That one is uh, pretty good. Especially in blue. Uh, so then the other one we have is Invasion of Segovia. It is two and a blue for a siege. Uh, it has, when Invasion of Segovia enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 blue kraken creature tokens with trample. And it has a defensive four. Okay, and then when you defeat that, flips into Katia's Sea Tyrant of Segovia. It's a 3-3 legendary creature serpent. Non-creature spells you cast have Convoke. And at the beginning of your end step, untap up to four target creatures. Okay, that's just disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) So it gives you tokens to use for the Convoke, too. Yeah, exactly. So just, oops, I'll Convoke. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this is great for uh, just big stuff. 
So if you want to play big stuff, there you go. That's how you do well, it. Big, big spells because creatures. Don't or, get... or yeah, big spells rather. But like, but like, it's still cool because you can tap four creatures to convoke, and then you untap them at the end so you can still block them. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. The the untap is just really good with that too. So. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it. For sure. Uh, and then uh, here here's a. A familiar card. Jin <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uh It is three blue blue for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature. That's a Phyrexian Praetor with Ward 2. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell with mana value 3 or greater, draw a card. Then it has pay 3 and a blue. Exile Jin Gitaxis. Me to say, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery and only if you have seven or more cards in hand. Uh, so then it transforms into the Great Synthesis, which is a saga. Um, and then as it enters, uh, basically, as you enter it or on your draft step, you can add a lore counter to it. Uh, the first one is draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size for as long as you control the Great Synthesis. And then the second one is return all non-Phyrexian creatures to their owner's hands. Damn. Then the third one, you may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana costs, exile the Great Synthesis, and return it to the battlefield the other way around. <laughs> so the last one is so you so you have to have seven cards to activate it. So you're drawing another seven at least. So yeah. you have fourteen cards in your hand. You just bounced all creatures to their hands, and then you get an omniscience to dump your hand out before you just, your hand size. Goes oops! Back. There it all goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just played everything. Yeah, this is a win con. Like, and then you have Jiggy Taxes still. Yeah, and then and then the, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> so you're still drawing when you're dumping the free spells because, like, it's going to flip back first. Right? You would cast yeah, any of is... the hands without paying the mana cost. Oh, so you might have to cast them first. I don't. This is disgusting, yeah. though. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, that, that's a good one. All of these Praetors are really good. good. Yeah, yeah, the new Praetors are just busted. So busted. It's dope. Uh, next up, we got Rona, Herald of Invasion. It's one and a blue for a 1-3 legendary creature, human wizard. Whenever you cast a legendary spell, untap it. And it has tap, draw a card, then discard a card. And then it has pay five and a Frixian black, transform it. Activate as a sorcery. And it transforms into Rona, the Tolarian Obliterator. It's a 5-5 five, five legendary creature, Frixian wizard with trample. Whenever a source deals damage to Rona... That source's controller exiles a card from their hand at random. If it's a <laughs> land card, you may put it on the battlefield of your control. Otherwise, you could cast it without paying its mana cost. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so that is a nasty, man. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, it's like it's like the friction obliterator in the Vindicator they made, but now it's yeah. the blue black version. The blue black version, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gets you free cards. Yeah, you literally just take stuff out of their hand. Like, well. The flavor text goes at last. I am complete. Yeah. <laughs> complete, all right, with your opponent's bullshit. 
Yeah, that's that's nasty. It's a good and card. It only cost uh, only cost two to play too. It's very yeah, you can play as a blue black. Got six to transform, sure, but like well, five into life probably. Well, yeah, that's probably what you're gonna do. Uh, next up we got C double it is two blue blue for an instant this spell can't be copied choose one (coughs) oh my god don't die (coughs) (laughs) you alright no I'm good Uh, okay instant this spell can't be copied our uh, next card for blue is C double. It is two blue blue for an instant. This spell can't be copied. Choose one. If an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, you may choose both. Copy target spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Create a token that's a copy of target creature. So, yeah, they don't want you to uh, fork this a billion times, so that's why it can't be copied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is understandable. Eat more um, cards in the graveyard, choose both, copy a spell, or make... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad for four. Especially oh, if you can hard. do both. Definitely, uh, definitely awesome. In the right scenario. Uh, next up, we got Transcendent Message. X, blue, 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 blue. <clears throat> so four blues and X. It has Convoke. It's an instant. And it draw X cards. So you can literally draw cards for free. That's pretty good. <laughs> this is what tapping creatures, yeah. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> pretty good, huh? Not bad. And then you just play them. Let's do it. Let's play them. Yep. Pretty awesome, and especially if it's an instant, just do it like if you have creatures that are untapped and you didn't do anything with them. Well, hey, there you go, free card draw, yep. boom. <laughs> uh, and then uh, finally for blue, we have Zephyr Singer. It is two blue blue for a three four siren pirate creature. It has convoke, has flying and vigilance. When Zephyr Singer enters the battlefield, put a flying counter on each creature that convoked it. Damn, so you got flyers, baby. Yeah, so you can <laughs> tap four creatures, bam, you have a three, four flying vigilance and uh, four more flyers. Yep, not bad. Seems uh, pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. Especially so you if th- you, you have like a kind of blue creature based deck, well, you got flyers now. So. Yeah, what do, what do you think about uh, blue? Blue is pretty strong, man. Those. Uh, that Jin Gitaxis is ridiculous. Yeah, this is bonkers. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, the, the battles are pretty good. Yeah, it's the, the freaking free card draw. Like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot going for it. It's very, very blue for sure. All right, now we're on to black. My favorite color. Yeah, Corey's All color. Right. Archpriest of Shadows is the first card. It's three black black for a 4-4 human warlock with backup one. So when this creature enters the battlefield, you put a 1-1 counter on it, or on target creature. If it's another creature, it gains the following abilities until the turn. So it will gain Death Touch, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. 
Ooh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Not bad. So not only do you get extra creatures for it with it, and they gain death touch. You yeah, also for the, one, for the one turn, the one turn for the one, yeah. <clears throat> but this has it forever. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a, it's a nice way to get around the summoning sickness because basically you're just like, all right, this creature's getting all of these abilities for one round. Yeah, swing. <clears throat> it's like okay, <laughs> not bad. I mean, especially if it's a bigger one, like yeah, that's uh, pretty nice. It's not a bad card. It, I like it, but that's mainly because it brings cards back from the graveyard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you like would it. like it for that. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Shocking. Uh, <clears throat> next, we have uh, Ayara, Widow of the Realm. It is one black black for a 3-3 legendary elf noble creature. It has tap, sacrifice another creature or artifact. Ayara, Whittle of the Realm, deals X damage to target opponent or battle, and you gain X life, or X is the sacrifice permanence mana value. Then it has five and a Phyrexian red, transform Ayara, activate only as a sorcery. So then its other side is Ayara, Furnace Queen. It is a 4-4 legendary Phyrexian elf noble creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, return up to one target artifact or creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the next up st- of the next end step. So you literally just unearth something, basically. Like that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and the the front side is like sac- is just sacrificing creatures and artifacts to to dome opponents of battles, and you're yeah, gaining that much life. So you're just like, all right, I'm gonna keep sacking my stuff. I have enough of the sack, or I'm gonna transform it and start bringing shit back, for or just kill off a siege or you know a battle. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get something off of that. Pretty good, honestly. Yeah, the card was oh, a yeah. card type battle subtype siege because I think the reason yeah. they're doing that is because these ones are all sieges because they're like siege battles, but I think they're leaving it open to in later sets that could okay, be I, I, okay, a different subtype. Yeah. Is my guess. I don't know for sure, but we'll find out. It's a yeah. whole new thing, so we don't really know. <laughs> yep. All right, next up, we got the bloated processor. It's two in a black for a Phyrexian three-two creature. Sacrifice another Phyrexian. Put a plus one plus one counter on. Okay. When it dies, incubate X for X is its power. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's not bad. So you just get a bunch of big dudes eventually. If you basically you're well, you're you're, uh, you're using this as like a storage, like for your like counters. Well, it's a sa- it's a sack dudes. outlet for your creatures you want to die, right? So yeah, in your but then arist- get also, aristocrat but- decks, you're gonna sack shit to this anyway. But then, like worst case, if you don't, it's still three for a three two. Then when it dies, make a three three that costs two mana to transform. Like right. Yeah, in a way, you're. It's got an upside too. So, you want to sack to it if you can. It gets, it's not bad. A it gets bigger, and then a, a little it, bit it annoying that it has to be a friction you're sacking, and it can't be any creature. But right, yeah, that, that does make it a little less good, I guess. But there are a lot of Phyrexians in this set, though, so uh, and it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> and the, yeah, the last few sets too. So you shouldn't have any trouble finding any. <laughs> 
Uh, next up, uh, we have Breach the Multiverse. It is five black, black for a sorcery. Each player mills 10 cards. For each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then each creature you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so seven <laughs> mana grab a creature from everyone's yard. Yeah. And they all mill 10. (laughs) Yeah, so if they have nothing, you have a high chance of getting something. Mm -hmm. Including you, and obviously you probably want that because you're playing black anyway. You're basically entombing stuff for reanimate. Seems good. Very, very, very worth for black. Uh, Next up, we got the Grafted Butcher. It is a one and a black for a 2-2 Phyrexian Samurai. Interesting. <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, Phyrexians you control gain menace until end of turn. Other Phyrexians you control get plus on plus one. Pay three and a black, sacrifice an artifact or creature, return grafted butcher from your graveyard to the battlefield, activate as a sorcerer. All right. Uh, very good synergy with Phyrexians here. Yeah, it's a 2-2 two, two that buffs all Phyrexians, and when it enters, it gives them all menace, and if it dies, you can bring it back. And then you, you, and they all get menace again. <laughs> yep, they all get menace again and buffed again, so it's a good lore yeah. for a Phyrexian deck. Yeah, it just kind of keeps doing, you know, keeps doing its thing. It's an engine, essentially, unless they exile it or something. It's like the only way to get around it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty decent. Very cheap, too, which is, which is good. Uh, next up we have Hoarding Broodlord it is 5 black 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 for a 7-6 dragon creature with convoke and also flying when Hoarding Broodlord enters the battlefield search your library for a card exile it face down then shuffle for as long as that card remains exiled you may play it spells you cast from exile also have convoke so this seems really good in the uh, Prosper deck, <clears throat> where you're constantly casting things from Exile because all of them will have to convoke that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you literally can just play them for free as long as you have creatures, basically. Yeah, Shit. that seems really good Pretty in that deck. Uh, outside of that deck, like in just like a dragon deck, I mean, it's a 7 6 search for a card. You can play it. Yeah. With Convoke. For 8 mana, it's like, eh, it's okay, but. It definitely works well with dragons for sure. Yeah, it's but, a pretty cool card. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good if you have other creatures in the field. Mm-hmm. Or if you have other cards you're casting from exile in your deck. Yeah, or, or that. So if you have, like I said, like black red, it seems like the best case because there's a lot of impulse draw in red. Yeah, so. definitely. All right, so uh, now we got the black battles. Uh, the first one is Invasion of Fiora. It is four black black for a siege battle. When Invasion of Fiora enters the battlefield, choose one or both. Destroy all legendary creatures or destroy all and or destroy all non-legendary creatures. And it has a defense of four. So board wipe. Board wipe. Six. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you defeat it, flips into Marchesa, the Resolute Monarch. It's a 3-6 legendary creature human noble with a menace and death touch. 
Uh, whenever Marchesa attacks, remove all counters from up to one target permanent. Hey, there's a way to get rid of defeat battles. <laughs> <clears throat> At the beginning of your upkeep, if you haven't been dealt combat damage since your last turn, you draw a card and lose a life. All right. So it's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, Hex Mage. Menace, Menace Death Touch. Hex Mage is something everyone ever attacks, and mm-hmm. you can Fritzian Arena draw if nobody attacks yeah. you. It's a lot of cards in one, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad at all. Seems uh, like good. I mean, it costs six. It better be good on the backside. I mean, but exactly. you can get a board wipe first. Yeah. Also very good. The board wipe is nice as well, which, yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, and then the other one is Invasion of Innistrad. It is two black-black for a ba- uh, siege battle with Flash. When Invasion of Innistrad enters the battlefield, target creature in opponent controls gets minus 13, minus 13 until I end turn. That bitch is dead. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Innistrad for you. They get minus yeah. 13, minus 13. Uh, defensive five. Yeah, and then when you defeat it, so for, first of all, four mana flash kills something. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty fucking good. But then the upside is when you defeat it, flips into Deluge of the Dead, which is an enchantment. When Deluge of the Dead enters the battlefield, create two 2-2 two, two black zombie creature tokens, and it has pay two in a black exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. So this is just creature generator galore. Yeah, so kill something and then it makes you let you make zombies for three mana. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. Uh, in a zombie deck or something like that. Uh, honestly, just for the kill spell ability, like that's really good. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, you probably play it for four, like the four mana minus thirteen minus thirteen, because that gets around indestructible. Yeah, it gets like, around literally, like unless it has like pro black or something, like or hexproof, yeah. or like yeah, any kind of shroud. This is really this deals with almost anything. So, very very strong. Like cuz it's like okay, I killed something and then the upside is like, well, if you do kill it, you get some zombie tokens. Yeah, it's just like, so. okay, now we're just going to, you know, flood the board with with dudes. Like that's fine. <laughs> uh all right. Uh next up we got Pile On. It is 3 and a black for an instant with Convoke Destroy target creature or planes. Uh, nah. Destroy target creature or planeswalker, uh, and then it also has surveil two. So look at the top two cards of your library, then put them in any order. Uh, uh, any or then put any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest on top of your library in any order. Yeah, so, so you can put them in the graveyard or on top in any order. Yeah, uh, I like this because it has convoke, so you could realistically have a free kill spell yeah free kill spells pretty good for um, sure yeah it like seems four it is seems a little steep because four because four yeah. without convoke is like fringe playable yeah it's like but with food. convoke is that's good because like you can cost it less and you surveil and kill and it, it's nice that it's an instant and it can kill a creature or a planeswalker yeah so. very very good so it's a, like, you know, it's probably better than like a Hero's Downfall or something. So Yeah, and that's already a really good card. So uh, Next up, we got the new Shield Red. Shield Red. Three black black for a four or five legendary creature Phyrexian Praetor with Menace. 
When Shieldred enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature or a planeswalker. And then it has four and a black, exile Shieldred, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery and only if an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard. It flips into the True Scriptures Saga. So the first chapter is for each opponent, destroy up to one target creature or planeswalker that player controls. Second chapter is each opponent discards three cards and then mills three cards. Oh, God. (laughs) And the third one is put all creature cards from all graveyards onto the battlefield under your control, exile this, and return it back to the fun side. Which will then make them sack stuff if they somehow still had stuff in play. (laughs) That's a lot. Uh, So, again, basically a win condition here. Yeah, so like honestly, the front side is like okay, five for four, five second creature menace. It's all right. Like that's and fine, then the, yeah. the first two chapters are all right. Like kill things, mm-hmm. make them mill stuff. But then the ultimate yeah. is like okay, I get everything it's, from all yards. Thank you. It's like, it's like OG Liliana effect here. Yeah. It's like okay, that's great. Well, you you basically win. <laughs> uh yeah. That's that's strong. Seems very good. Like seems I said, all good these craters are good. This yeah, does seem, to me seems like one of the weaker ones, except for the chapter three. It's like if they yeah. stop this, it seems like the weak. Like they have yeah, more time to stop it. I you're think. a little you're a little sad if you don't make it all the way through it. Yeah. But if you do, then you probably win the game. So it's definitely worth it in that aspect. Uh, next up, we are ha- the last one uh, for black is Terror of Tawashi. It is two black black for a 4-3 Phyrexian Ogre creature with Death Touch. Whenever Terror of Tawashi attacks, you may pay three and a black. When you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. So you literally just attack with this. It hopefully kills something and you get shit back. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, it seems good. And I like that there's a Frixian Ogre. good to me. Yeah. Just like almost every creature type in this set. Like Frixian Ogre. Ah, Frixian like, this. Frixian like all the planes that. are fighting in this battle, right? So like there's all the yeah. creature types. Samurai is in here. Ogre. <laughs> yeah, Cats. it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really so like the you, flavor. What do you think about Black? Oh, Black's got some good stuff. Uh, you know, free kill spell. That's never bad. <laughs> yeah, that's never bad, right? Yeah, uh, the good. breach breach multiverse is really good. Like, uh, there's uh, this shoulders all right. Stuff, it's pretty good. Yeah. This terrors actually seems pretty good to me. I feel like I would play yeah. this in a lot of decks. For sure. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff here. Very black. All right. Next up, we're on a red. So we got one in a red for the first card for a two-two creature phoenix called Blood Feather Phoenix. Uh, it has flying, it can't block, and whenever an instant or sorcery spell you control deals damage to an opponent or a battle, you may pay a red. If you do, return Blood Feather Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield against haste until that turn. Damn. So 2-2 two, two flyer, can't block. If it's in your yard, you can bring it back by doing damage. Literally just paying one. Like, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. <clears throat> yep. Um, I mean, it's just it's an aggro card that like you can't block. Typical aggro red card. Yeah, um, aggro red card. Yeah. That just decent in the burn deck. 
definitely doesn't go away unless they like exile it or something. So yeah, that's quite good. Um, <clears throat> next we got Chandra Holmes Be or sorry, ho- <laughs> hard to read it. Chandra Hope's Beacon. Yeah. Uh, it is. <laughs> the art was blocking it. Yeah, the art makes it uh, look like Holmes almost. Like yeah. Holmes. Uh, it is four red red for a legendary planeswalker named Chandra with five loyalty counters. Uh, it has uh, the, the static ability of whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. This ability triggers only once each turn. That is very good in burn. Mm. If you have six mana, which is a lot, but still, like that's pretty good. That's still good. Um, plus two, add two mana in any combination of colors. Plus one, exile the top five cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell from among those exiled cards. And then it's ultimate of a minus X. Chandra Hope's Beacon deals X damage to each of up to two players. So you can really two basically two just two beer. It's right there. Yeah, two targets, not players. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, targets. My yeah, bad. So I you could hit two that. creatures, creature to player, two players. Yeah. So you could play it right off the bat for six. I don't doubt you're going to have anything to cast after that to copy, but you could. Probably not, yeah. I mean, you could, and then minus, you know, five, or just minus five off the bat and hit five damage or two things. Yeah. I mean, so and the mana ramp every turn after that's pretty good. Literally 10 damage. Like, that's pretty good. For six? Mm-hmm. I mean, bad. if it sticks around, too, you you can ramp yourself two mana. So, like, if you play this on six... Next turn, you can play an eight mana instant sorcery that copies. They can copy, yeah. And in in like red, that's a lot of fodder. So and if if you need cards, you can impulse draw. Yep. It's not bad. Yeah, it's got a lot a lot of good stuff going for it. Uh, It it is a little high as far as price uh, uh, mana cost goes. So this would be more of like a commander card probably. But yeah, um, I mean, I could see it in in like standard. Or draft, yeah. draft will be a bomb too. Perhaps. It'd be like a bomb, yeah, for sure. And standard, um, yeah, it might you, be pretty good. If I don't you get know this about, out and like in like sealed, you win. Like, yeah, I don't know about down. like modern or anything like that. It's probably not going to be played much because it costs yeah. six. Like, it's all way too high for that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, four or less is usually what you're looking for on those sets or those uh types. So yeah. Uh, next up, we got City on Fire. <laughs> It is five red, 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 so eight mana enchantment with Convoke. If a source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals triple that damage instead. Triple? Oh, my God. If double wasn't good enough, triple damage. Guys. Yeah, there's already one one enchantment. I think it costs five. It just costs five for deal. Tri- everything deals triple damage. It's five or six. Yeah. But this is eight, but you could pay it by having creatures, too. Yep. Which is really, really good. And <laughs> if you're playing like just a typical aggro red deck, you probably have creatures laying around. So uh, yeah. you want this in the in play because this with this in play, you you win real fast. Yeah, unless they have an deals answer. nine damage. <laughs> like one for nine seems good. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very good if you're able to get that off for sure. 
Um, <coughs> next we have Atali the Primal Conqueror. It is five red red for a legendary elder dinosaur creature that's a 7-7. Seven, seven. It has trample. When Atali Primal Conqueror enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. That's rude as fuck. <laughs> you may cast any number of spells from among the non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Then it has nine in a Phyrexian green to transform Atali activate as a sorcery so so if that wasn't good enough it yeah, flips so into it's, it's similar to the other atali where it's six yeah. for a six six it does something similar and then we flip into atali primal sickness it's an 11 11 legendary phyrexian elder dinosaur creature with trample and indestructible when atali primal sickness deals combat damage to a player they get that many boys encounters literally win the game <laughs> yeah so this is a like blight steel freaking blight steel colossus here like okay. yeah so this is a, a blight steel colossus that could be played in your command zone <laughs> like freaking disgusting like, but you gotta pay seven and then nine but yeah still, you you pay a shit ton for this to go but if you do bonkers. you just win the game like this is literally you win the game <sighs> very yeah very good yeah the new Atali is busted I love this card yeah. awesome of course there's so many ways that this can be like cheated into so like you can get around the, the high cost honestly so yeah <sighs> alright next up we got into the fire two and a red for a sorcery choose one into the Fire deals 2 damage to each creature, Planeswalker, and Battle. Or, put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many plus 1. Nice. So, wheel yourself or deal 2 to everything on the board. Yep, literally everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, you probably kill a lot of stuff. Uh, or, yeah, you just wheel yourself, which is... Yeah, I, I kind of like garbage. this because, like, you know, the issue with, like, Volcanic Fallout or something, right? Which is basically what the first one is, two damage or everything. Mm -hmm. um, is there's a lot of situations where that's bad. Yeah. So then you don't want that card in your deck. Well, here, it's like, well, if that's the bad option, you just, you know, wheel your hand and you get an extra card. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. For sure. Because most no situations sense. that you're going to play a wheel, like, it's, that's good. So yeah. You probably have crap in your hand or, like, you have, like, a bunch of land or something and you need gas. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so now we got the red battles. Uh, so the first one is Invasion of Kaldeheim. It is three and a red for a siege battle. When Invasion of Kaldeheim enters the battlefield, exile all cards from your hand, then draw that many cards. Until the end of your next turn, you may play cards exiled this way. It has defense of four. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's not bad. And then when you defeat it, it flips into the Pyre of the World Tree, which is an enchantment. With discard a land card, Pyre of the World Tree deals two damage to any target. 
And then whenever you discard a land card, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. Hmm. So you're going to discard a land, shock something, yeah. and then impulse draw the top card every time you do that. It's pretty good. That's worth discarding lands, I would say. Yeah, I mean, but also the bottom part will trigger if you like faithless loot or something and just pitch land. So Yeah, exactly. Which is also very pretty good. Pretty good. That's uh yeah, that's got a lot going for it, honestly. <sighs> lots of drawing, lots of other stuff. I don't know. The the first part's weird. It's like just draw a new hand, but you can still play the cards in your old hand for a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you had no mana or something. Well, yeah. Then you find mana. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh and then uh the uh oh the red actually has three. Wow. Uh, then we have uh, Invasion of Karsis. It is two red-red for a siege battle. When Invasion of Karsis enters the battlefield, it deals three damage to each creature and each planeswalker. And it has defense of four. Okay, so four mana, three damage to each creature and planeswalker. Not bad. Defeat yeah. it, you get Refraction Elemental, which is a 4-4 four, four elemental creature with Ward Pay to Life. And whenever you cast a spell, Refraction Elemental deals two damage to each opponent. Damn. That seems good. <laughs> that seems really good. So uh, you're shocking a lot of stuff with this one, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you're doing three damage to everything when it comes in, and then you're hitting opponents to the face every time yeah, you cast it. Literally every single time. And if they want to kill it, they got to take two. They also shock themselves. So. <laughs> seems good. <laughs> Uh, and then the last uh, red battle <clears throat> is Invasion of Tarkir. It is one in a red for a siege battle. When Invasion of Tarkir enters the battlefield, reveal any number of dragon cards from your hand. When you do, Invasion of Tarkir deals X damage or deals X plus two damage to any other target where X is the number of cards revealed this way. It has defense of five. So because so far, it seems like it's good in the dragon deck. Seems good for dragons, two yeah. Two plus number of dragons you reveal. You could choose zero, and you still just shock something for two. Yeah. Still and good. you defeat it, you get Defiant Thundermaw. 4-4, four, four, Flying Trample Dragon. That also has, whenever a dragon you control attacks, it deals two damage to any target. Seems to be a theme here. All right, so that seems like a really good card for a dragon That's deck, gross, right? Yeah. Let's just so, shock Because the front side is only two mana. Front side is only two mana, right? Yeah, literally and it two. Has five. So like one. Yeah. Most dragons are like five fives or six sixes. So you swing with one dragon with flying at it. And you, then you get this. Like if they like, block, you get this. May as well call it the shock dragon because it's just gonna shock <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's gross. That's awesome. Yep, that's uh, that's good in a dragon deck. All right. Like, they needed more stuff. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, now we're on to the uh, non-battle red cards. Uh, we have uh, Nahiri's Warcrafting. It is one red red for a sorcery. Nahiri's Warcrafting deals five damage to target creature, planeswalker, or battle. Well, there you go. There, there's your five for, for the last one we talked about. Uh, 
Look at the top X cards of your library where X is the X's damage dealt this way. You may exile one of those cards. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may play the exiled card this turn. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's only three to deal five. And then you look at stuff for whatever you like have access of, basically. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Not bad. Uh, next up, we got Orth- Ortheon, Hero of Lava Brink. It's three and a red for a 3-3 legendary creature, Human Soldier. And it has pay one and a red, tap it, create a token that's a copy of another turn creature you control. It gains haste, sack at the beginning of the next end step, activate as a sorcery. Then it has pay six, red, 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 tap, create five tokens that are copies of another target creature you control. They gain haste. Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Activate only as a sorcery. So you get a one mana discount okay. if you do it f- and do it five times at once. Yeah, you got like an ass ton of mana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's basically like a uh, what do you call a kiki jiki effect, right? Like yeah, something. So it's pretty, pretty good much. though. Yeah, just for one turn. If you need that kiki jiki effect, play it. I mean, it's cheap to play. It's just the effects are more pricey. Uh, Next one is Rampaging Raptor. It is two red red for a 4-4 dinosaur creature with trample and haste. Uh, Pay two and a red. Rampaging Raptor gets plus two plus O until end of turn. Whenever Rampaging Raptor deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to target Planeswalker that player controls or battle that player protects. Well, there you go. So you can that's hit interesting. battles with this, too. Yeah, that's that's kind of a cool effect. And then, of course, the Planeswalkers, we've seen that effect before. So, uh, Very good for four, honestly. That's a lot of... I mean, four, like, four, trample haste with pay with, three, plus two, plus oh, is pretty good. And the other just constant effect, like yeah, that if like you're, so you're just gonna swing at people's faces, and then if they yeah. take it, you're gonna you can pick off a planeswalker or blow their stuff up, basically. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. Next up, we got the new Urabrask, which in my opinion might be one of the best ones for once. Usually, Urabrask is the worst one. <laughs> Uh, It's two red red for a 4-4 Phyrexian Praetor with first strike. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, deal one damage to target opponent and add a red mana to your mana pool. And then pay a red mana, exile Urabrask, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery and only if you've cast three or more instant or sorceries this turn. And it transforms into the great work which chapter one is it deals three damage to target opponent and each creature they control. Chapter two is you create three treasure tokens. Oh, God. Chapter three is until end of turn, you may cast incident sorcery spells from any graveyard. If a spell would be cast this way, if a spell cast this way, you put to a graveyard, exile instead. Then you exile this and return it back as Urabrask. So that's bonkers. Yep. Because whenever you cast a spell, you're dealing a damage and getting one red refund. Yeah. Like, and then you literally get them all back, basically. Or you yeah, get to recast the last part. literally everything. Like, especially if you're playing like a 
aggro burn style deck with this, oof, like, like you even could probably like just knock someone out. Just the front side of this seems really good to me. Yeah, because it's like okay, four me and a four four first strike. Okay, I play lightning <laughs> bolt. Cost me basically zero because I'm getting a man yep. back. Deal f- an extra one to you too, so you take four. Okay, now I'll play right. chain lightning. You take four. Now I'll play another like shock. You take three. Yeah, you take three. Okay, now <laughs> I'm gonna flip my guy and deal three damage to you and all of your creatures. Yes, yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, all three of those, bonkers. all three of those effects, like three treasure tokens. Is that what that was? Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> just draw. But, like just the front the side is just bonkers enough. Yeah, and then the back side makes it even more bonkers. It's just insane. Yeah. Like, it might be the best one of the Praetors. It's very, very good. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, our last red card is Voldaren Thrillseeker. It is two and a red for a 1-1 Vampire Warrior creature with backup two. Sacrifice this creature. It deals... Or, sorry. Tap one. Sacrifice this creature. It deals damage equal to its power to any target. So you get something to put some swing counters and that ability yeah. for a turn. Yep. So you just make it big. It's interesting. Yeah. I definitely think Urabrask is bonkers, and I think that dragon is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. The dragon card. Was it the invasion the of Tarkir? Invasion of Tarkir, yeah. yeah. That one's just gross. It's bonkers. Atali is disgusting. Oh, yeah, City on Atali fire is, is gross. Too. Like, oh my god. Red just might be really good. Red is very strong. Like, it might be one of the stronger colors, honestly. Like, it's it's really, really good. All right. Um, We're on to green now. Uh, The first one is Ancient Imperiosaur. It is five green green for a six six dinosaur creature with Convoke. It has Trample and Ward 2. Ancient Imperiosaur enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it for each creature that convoked it. Oof. So, uh, so yeah, you, you're convoking this. Yeah, so have you ever wanted a 2020 with Trample? Because that's what it is if you tap seven creatures for it. Always. <laughs> yes, I would love to have one creature that can wipe someone out. Literally. Yeah, it seems good. <laughs> <laughs> it seems really good, yeah. <laughs> Especially for like your token deck, like yeah, so, that's really good. Seven tokens, you have a twenty twenty with trample and more two. Twenty. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like good luck getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's big, big griefy right there. My big beefy right there. That's my Timmy. Timmy loving that. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Deep Root Wayfinder. One in a green for a 2-3 Merfolk Scout. When it deals combat damage to a player or a battle, surveil one. Then you may return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Two for a 2-3. That can get you some lands back. Yep. Get your stuff back. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, two for a 2-3 on its own is honestly pretty good, too. So... Yeah, that's that's interesting. And it's a green merfolk. Yeah, green merfolk. It's that's different. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the, the combinations in this in this set are very interesting for sure. Um, next we got Doomscar Warrior. It is two green green for a four three human warrior creature with backup one and trample. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle, look at that many cards from the top of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Seems good that you could drop this in, just something else, a plus one counter, trample, and that effect for a round. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems really good. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's got a lot going for it for sure. It's a lot of, a lot of like uh, abilities. It's only a four drop. Yeah, not bad for a four like drop. Four drop, four three. Yeah. Put a one one on something, a trample. You probably play just that, but yep. you also get the other effect. Yeah, the other effect is just really good too. Next up, we got Glistening Dawn. Two green green for a sorcery. Incubate X twice, where X is the number of lands you control. Oh, okay. That seems very good. Yeah, it seems really good, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like almost as good as like Avengers Undercar, right? Because you're just getting yeah. two big things. Like, two oh, I'm getting gigantic like, things. Like two seven sevens or whatever. Yeah. For four. I mean, even playing, playing this on four, you're getting two four fours. Exactly. You still have to pay. Like, you still have to pay four mana again to flip them. But turn like, turn five. You're potentially doing eight damage to them. Like that's pretty damn good. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are on to the green battles. Uh, the first one is invasion of Ikoria. It is X green green for a siege battle. When Invasion of Ikoria enters the battlefield, search your library and or graveyard for a non-human creature card with mana value X or less and put it onto the battlefield. If you search your library this way, shuffle. It has a defense of six. So you're basically like green something, right? Like it's X green green. For yeah. the first part. But it has to be non-human. But you can also yeah. choose graveyard. It doesn't have to be deck. Yeah, or graveyard. Uh, and then it's going to flip into Zilorthra, the apex of Ikoria, which is an 8-8 legendary creature dinosaur with reach. And for each non-human creature you control, you may have that creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. Jesus Christ. So it turns everything into thorn elementals that aren't yeah. humans. <laughs> which there's a lot of decks where, yeah, as long as you're not playing humans, um, yeah. <laughs> Seems very good. Very, very good. That's a that's a. I don't know. Greed is starting off pretty strong here. I don't know if it's going to yeah, be better than red, but it's, it's pretty good so far. It's got some crazy stuff. So far, I play every green card. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're all extremely playable. Uh, next we got ooh the the dinosaur world invasion of Ixalan uh, siege battle for one and a green. When Invasion of Ixalan enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. It has defense of four. And then when you defeat it, you get Belligerent Regisaur, which is a 4-3 dinosaur creature with Trample that has, whenever you cast a spell, uh, Belligerent Regisaur gains Indestructible until the third. (laughs) Okay. Seems really good, huh? Two mana, get the get any card, like the best card of your top yeah. five. Find something good, 
And then you have a 4-3 with Trample that gets indestructible if you play something. Yeah, it's like they try to block it. You just like play a pump spell or something, then it's indestructible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> and then before you attack, you just play another creature. Oh, I have an indestructible 4-3 Trample. Like, deal with it. <laughs> Seems really good, too. Yeah, not bad. Not as crazy as the first one, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Uh, and the last one is Invasion of Chandelar. It is three green green for our siege battle. When Invasion of Chandelar enters the battlefield, return up to three target permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. It has defense of four. That's pretty good. That's like a yeah, return three cards to your crazy e witness. Yeah, or nice. like regrowth times three. Yeah, like literally three times over. And then you defeat that, you get Leyline Surge. It's an enchantment with at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Bonkers. Yeah, uh, Crater Hoof yeah. on the battlefield. Like, sure. Get the best three things they killed through the game with the first half. And then yeah. the second one is putting them all into play. One yeah, I just, just jam on the battlefield my freaking, like, Hydra or something. Or something ridiculous. It's like, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, giving green the ability to play stuff for free seems really insane. So, yeah. If you see that on the battlefield, you're no, you're in for a, a not fun time. <laughs> yeah, you better just have a wait, have an enchantment removal. Yeah, you, you really need enchantment removal for that one. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you're probably going to lose quick. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next card is Ozolith the Shattered Spire. It is one in a green for a legendary artifact. Uh, if one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on an artifact or creature you control that many plus one plus one that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead <sighs> I hate when they were like that <laughs> tap uh, one in a green and tap it put a plus one plus one counter on target artifact or creature you control activate only as a sorcery and it also has cycling too so this is basically a crazy like it's like hardened scales. It's no, those hardened scales, which literally just puts one more counter on everything. Or, oh, okay, yeah. Counter. So it's yeah, hardened scales, it's, which it's only, only costs plus one. Plus one. Yeah, so hardened scales is one for just that top effect. This costs two. You get the top effect. It also has the ability to just put a two just one ones on one thing because it's. <laughs> And then, or if for some reason you draw it late game and don't want it, you can cycle it away. Cycle it for something else. For more <laughs> this gas. Is, this is like bonkers artifact. Yeah, this, this is, is like good. utility galore. So much utility. Yep. Really good, especially in the creature-based deck, which green usually is. So there you go. Uh, next up, we got the new Polkenrose, Polkenrose Reborn. It is green, green, green. Three greens for a 4-5 legendary creature Hydra with Reach. So three mana, 4-5 Reacher. That's all really uh, good. <laughs> six in a, in a Phyrexian White to transform it. Activate as a sorcery. And it transforms into a Polkenrose, the Engine of Ruin. There's a legendary creature Phyrexian Hydra that's a 6-6 six, six with Reach and Lifelink. And whenever... Uh, Pokemon's Engine of Ruin or another non-token Hydra you control dies. Create a 3-3 green white Phyrexian Hydra creature token with reach and a 3-3 three, three 
green and white Phryxian Hydra creature token with lifelink. So, so it turns it's like it into a like worm coil kind yeah, of ish. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Hydra worm coil, but it triggers whenever any non-token Hydra dies. Yeah. <laughs> turns all your Hydras into like worm coils. Basically. Pretty pretty crazy. Except for its reach and lifelink instead of instead death of touch lifelink. Death touch and lifelink, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, j- just the, the front side of this. Three for a four or five with reach, excuse me? Like, really? Yeah, that's bonkers. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, granted, it's three greens, but still, like, especially for mono green, you're A-okay with that. <laughs> well, and if you play this as a commander, you can do green-white because it has the Frixian white in the cost. Yep. Like, I could play this in my wrist deck, and honestly, it wouldn't be bad in it. <laughs> it would be pretty good. It would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's not a hydra based deck, so I mean, that it's just good for for like its stats. Its stats are just crazy. All right, so far green is uh, looking really good here. Yeah, green's looking great, very very great. Uh okay. So next we got Serac and Goreclaw. It is four green green for a six five legendary human bear creature with trample. Other creatures you control also have trample. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. It gains haste until end of turn. (laughs) So six, six, five (laughs) trample gives everything trample. And when you play stuff, it gets one, one in haste. Seems good. Seems really good. (laughs) And there's a lot of there's a lot of these uh, cards yeah. in the in the multicolor section where they just basically took like Goreclaw and Surak and combi- put two of their abilities. Yeah, together just made it one thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into those. Those are ridiculous too. But yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Tribute to the World Tree. It is green green, so three greens for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card if its power is three or greater. Otherwise, you put two plus one plus one counters on it. Oh, God. That's really good. So too. your weak stuff becomes a 3-3 three, three or a 4-4. Four, four, yeah. And everything that's a 3-3 three, three or better, you're just going to draw your card. You're just drawing. That's so it's like opposite good. dimension of the meek, basically. Yeah. But but better. <laughs> yeah. This is bonkers. Yeah, this will always do something for you. Um, very, very, very good. So far, I would play every single green card. Yeah, Easily. I would play like, all of these. All of these green cards seem good. <laughs> And the next one I'm sure is going to be great too because it's the new Vorinclex. <laughs> it is three green green for a 6-6 six, six legendary Phyrexian Praetor creature with trample and reach. When Vorinclex enters the battlefield, search your library for up to two forest cards. That's right, forest cards. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle. Uh, then uh, pay six green green exile Vorin clicks, then return it to the battle f- to the battlefield under a uh, transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery, and it flips into the Grand Evolution Saga. First chapter is mill ten cards. Put up to two creature cards from among the mill cards onto the battlefield. Chapter two is distribute seven. Plus one, plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control. And chapter three is until end of turn. Creatures you control gain tap one. This creature fights target creature you don't control. Exile the grand evolution. Then return it back to the battlefield as foreign clicks. 
Yeah, you just make your field huge, and then you kill everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this does seem like one of the weaker of the Praetors. Like, this is the black one, but the black one wins yeah. the game in the last fight. It literally wins the game, so, But yeah. this is only five mana. I mean, the front size five for a 6-6 six, six trample reach that puts two forests in your hand, like two duels in your hand. Yeah, to any kind of green It's a little annoying it's not into play, but, you know, whatever. It's yeah, still it's still fine. I feel like that would would have been too good otherwise. Because yeah, remember Primeval Titan, how good that card was? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's there's a reason that's banned in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's still really good. Like I yeah. still would it's, like this it's, card. It's a good Praetor. It's it's it might not be as crazy as the other ones, but it's it's still I mean, because the good. in the first part, milling ten, like if you're a creature heavy deck, you're probably gonna hit two creatures. You might not hit two big things, but you get two of something you, you're, you're gonna get something for sure yeah, yeah. and it's seven one one good that's yeah he just makes <laughs> that's stuff the, big. like a real, the best part in my opinion of that but. yeah all right and then next card we got ren and realm breaker planeswalker which this is a bonkers planeswalker uh it is one green green so only three mana three mana for legendary <laughs> planeswalker of ren comes in with four loyalty it has a static ability of lands you control have tap at a mana of any color. <laughs> That's good. I'd play it just right there. You don't have to give me just, any other Just stat. for That's, that, yeah. Like Sold. Uh, plus one, up to one target land you control becomes a 3-3 three, three elemental creature with vigilance, hexproof, and haste until your next turn. It's still a land. Minus two, mill three cards. You may put a permanent card from among the milled cards into your hand. Minus seven, you get an emblem with, you may play lands and cast permanent spells from your graveyard. So you literally have a crucible plus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's like that's I, good. I, I'm mainly playing this in a, a three or more color deck, though, because like I, I've just the static of having the chromatic yeah. nature in effect is the best part, in my opinion. It, it, it's that's very very good. And then you're just like, okay, plus it, swing for three, plus it, swing for three, whatever. And then yeah. you get the emblem, which is bonkers. Or you just okay, get something, get a draw a card in my hand, draw a card yeah. in my hand. Very very but. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three for a planeswalker, very very good. Like the, the, the usually those are like the more crummy ones, honestly. Uh, unless it's like a even like Nisa, it like wasn't one of the most strong ones. Um, but yeah, this is really good. So yeah, green. That's green, by the way. Uh, green's really good. <laughs> I'd play every single card. Wouldn't I? Literally every card is playable and amazing. So uh, yeah, have fun playing against green guys because you're seeing it a lot. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Some, some of those cards just like practically just win the game outright. It's just like, oh my gosh. So of the five main colors, which you think is the strongest? Green, probably. Oh, I think I think it's green. It's probably green, green, and then red, and then red. Yeah, and then probably blue after that. It's like yeah, green's just crazy, and then yeah, and then red's just really powerful. So. All right, well, yeah. now we're uh, getting into Multi. the multi um, stuff. So these are literally all basically mashup cards, and you'll <laughs> see why in a second. So our first one is Errant and Giada. It is one and white, blue, or Azorius for a 
2-3 legendary human angel creature with flash and flying. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast spells with flash or flying from the top of your library. So that's good. <laughs> uh, that seems really good. I mean, it's three mana, two, three, flying flash. Look at the top card. Yeah, so, and then just play them. <laughs> just play flyers. Uh, and then we got our uh, Azorius battle here. So I'm going to read the first part of this. Oh, okay. uh, the invasion of New Phyrexia. It is X and then Azorius, white, blue, for a siege battle. When Invasion of New Phyrexia enters the battlefield, create X-2-2 white and blue knight creature tokens with vigilance. It has defense six. Yeah, so one of the draft archetypes in this for blue-white is knights. Uh, So we have blue-white knights for once, which is interesting. That's an interesting combination. I mean, white existed, but not blue that much. Yeah. Um, but so this is just, you know, X and two make a bunch of two twos. That's really good by itself. Yeah. And then when you defeat it, you get Teferi. The Hi Teferi. Okay. The, <laughs> the Akosa of Zalfir comes in with four loyalty. Uh, it has plus one draw two cards, then discard two cards. Unless you discard a creature. Minus two, you get an emblem with knights you control, get plus one, plus oh, and have ward one. Gross. <laughs> and minus three, tap X creatures you control. When you do, shuffle target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value X or less into its owner's library. That's right, guys. You can alt it right away. And it doesn't even die. <laughs> no, but it's alt. You have to tap a bunch of creatures to... Yeah, but I think I mean, the best thing of this is you're going to dump a ton of mana into this for a ton of knights, right? Yeah, the front that's, side. The, that's the then whole point. Then you're going to flip yeah. this, and you're going to emblem, and then probably just emblem again. And all your knights yeah. are going to get plus two, plus zero, and ward two, which is Because, yes, that's right. They stack. Yeah, you could just emblem yeah. right away and then emblem again <laughs> the next turn. Of it. Just keep embleming. <laughs> or you could, like, emblem, use the plus, emblem the next turn, like... It's, it's bonkers. Like, it's, you're making a bunch of knights, and then Teferi's just making them all have Ward 1 and bigger. Yeah. It's, or it's you can loot, good. or you can shuffle away yeah. something that you don't want them to have. Because you just got all those knights to tap to put their biggest thing in their deck. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Teferi being good as normal. Uh, so, next we got... Uh, Hide, God, Hide Sugu and Kairi. Uh, it is two blue, blue, black for a five, four legendary ogre demon dragon creature with flying. Yeah. When Hide Sugu and Kairi enters the battlefield, draw three cards. You put two, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. When Haitsugu and Kairi dies, exile the top card of your library. Target opponent loses life equal to its mana value. If it's an instant or sorcery card, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Yeah, so basically it comes in, you brainstorm. You brainstorm, yeah. And then when it dies, you dome them for whatever the top card is, CMC. And if it's a sorcery, you cast it for free. So best case, you put like expropriate on top. They're taking like eight, and then you cast a big turn of cards. It takes a bunch of extra turns. 
Yeah, I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a reverse bob, basically. It's kind of funny. Yeah. What is it's combining Haidetsugu, which is an ogre demon, and Kairi the dragon, yeah. which is like this card is really good. I think I think this is going to be really good. And what's really interesting is someone asked me immediately for a judge ruling on this with if you use right of replication on this to make five copies. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, what happens? And it's so you choose one to stay, right? And then they all die from the state based action. And so then you have all ten of these triggers on the stack. So, or, you know, so five of each of the first and the sub bottom trigger on the stack, and you can resolve them in whatever order you want. Oh, <laughs> That's just gross. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because <laughs> you get to choose the order on the stack because they all go on at once since they come in and then die from being legendary. Yeah. So you, you can literally just like decide. So you can be like, all right, okay, I'm going to. You're going to take this now. I'm going to brainstorm and then do the next one and then brainstorm and then do the bottom one. So you can just order it like that so that you're brainstorming and then flipping Castellate for free and then brainstorming and then flipping Castellate for free. And you just like kill somebody. You, you, you can people. literally take people out <laughs> doing that. Like, that's nasty. Oh my god, that's a crazy <laughs> way to win. That <laughs> that'd yeah. be that'd be fun to see, honestly. Someone actually gets to pull that off. Ooh, that's dirty. Yep. All right, next card is Rankle and Torbrand. Uh, one black, black, red, red for a three-four legendary creature, fairy dwarf. Flying, first strike, haste. When Rankle and Torbrand deals combat damage to a player or a battle, choose any number. Each player creates a treasure token. Each player sacrifices a creature. If a source will deal damage to a player or a battle, this turn deals that much, plus two instead. So you can just choose all three if you want to. It's like, yes. okay. Except for you <laughs> wouldn't choose the second creature unless you have something else to get rid of. Yeah. And the treasure token, like it gives everyone that, not just you. Yeah. But the Torbrand effect is good. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely good. And you know, it's a three-four flying for strike haste. Yeah, that's a lot of keywords just right there. So not if bad. You want a fairy dwarf? You got one though. Yeah. Even though it's technically a fairy and a dwarf, it's just in one card. It, now it's both, both of them are there. It's individual dudes on one card. <laughs> <laughs> Because we wanted a mashup, apparently, of everything. So here you go. And yeah, they're about what you expect them to be. They're they're crazy. <laughs> uh, so our next one is Kogla and Yidaro. It is two red, red, green, green for a 7-7 seven, seven legendary ape dinosaur turtle creature. There you go. <laughs> yeah, these when, are both from Ikoria with the weird dice. Just great. When uh, Kogla and Yudaro enter the battlefield, choose one. It gains trample and haste until end of turn. It fights target creature you don't control. Uh, and then you can pay two red and green. Discard Kogla and Yudaro. Destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment. Shuffle Kogla and Yudaro into your library from your graveyard. Then draw a card. So you do have the chance of getting it again. Yeah, so you could just you would just pitch it. And uh, destroy something and get a new card, replace it. It shuffles yep. in. Or you could play it as a 7-7 seven, seven that fights something or has haste trample. Seems pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, next up, we got Gahalta and um, Mavren. There's three green, green, white, white for a 12-12 legendary creature dinosaur vampire with trample. And whenever you attack, you choose one. You create a tapped and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with trample, where X is the greatest power among other attacking creatures. Or create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. Okay, first of all, that's a 12 freaking 12. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a trample. For seven. Yep. Seven I mean, mana. Really color intensive, but yeah. But God It's a dinosaur damn. vampire. <laughs> and then when you attack, you can attack with a, well, you have to attack with something else and get yeah, a it attacking can't just be token. It. Or I think first I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be another 12-12. Oh, good. <laughs> like, oh, his other. <laughs> yeah. So you attack. You have to attack with at least two things. You would choose the top ability and get the weaker of the yeah. two things copy in there. Or you cho- attack with a bunch of things. Bunch of shit. Yeah. And you choose the bottom ability and get a bunch of vampires with lifelink. Yeah. You can literally just flood your board. This is a very good card, especially in a creature, like a token creature deck or something like that. Um, yeah, you should put like this, this in your token. This in Riss. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah. This is a win con in that deck. Good. <laughs> it's a dinosaur really, vampire. Really man. good. God damn. Yep. Uh, well, I'm gonna probably be looking into getting that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next is uh, Drana and Linvala. It is one white, white, black for a three, four legendary vampire angel creature with flying and vigilance. Activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. Drana and Linvala has all activated abilities of all creatures your opponents control. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate those abilities. So not only do they not get to do their abilities, you steal them. Yeah, you could do Sweet. any of them you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> you could use your uh, mana yeah. and use it too. Pretty awesome. <laughs> it only costs four. Like, it's cheap for what it does. Yeah, it's like, very cheap flying angel of vigilance. It's a vampire yeah. as well. Super good card. Very, very good. All, all, all these cards are just bonkers. All these magic ones are good. So crazy. All right, and then we got our uh, Orzov battle here. Uh, it is Invasion of Talvada. It is three Orzov, or white-black, for a siege battle. When Invasion of Talvada enters the battlefield, return target non-battle permanent card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It has defense five. Yeah, and so then if you defeat that, you get the enchantment, the Broken Sky. Creature tokens you control get plus one plus zero and have lifelink. And at the beginning of your end step, create a one-one white and black spirit creature token with flying. So just by itself, at your end step, you're going to have a two-one flying lifelinker. Yeah, just on its own. And if you are pairing this with like a, a board, um, that can be pretty good. Plus one, plus one, lifelink, global effect. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Pretty good. Uh, next, we have Baral and Karizev. Uh, it is one and uh, is it or blue and red for a legendary human creature with first strike and menace, and it's a 2-4. 
Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, you may cast a spell with lesser mana value that shares a card type with it from your hand without paying its mana cost. If you don't, create First Mate Regvan, a legendary 2-1 red monkey pirate creature token. It gains haste until end of turn. Yeah, so cast an instant or sorcery. You can cast one that's cheaper from your hand for free or make a monkey. Yeah. It's like how many how many creature types can we get in one card here? <laughs> well, the the Ragavan is a is a one drop. The monkey haster mm-hmm. normally two one. Right. Yeah. So, well, you get it for free, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, next up, we got Glissa, the Herald of Pre- Predation. Three. <laughs> Black, green for a 3-5 legendary creature, Phyrexian Zombie Elf. So it looks like completed Glissa or something. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you choose one. Incubate twice, or incubate, incubate two, two twice. Yeah. Transform all incubator tokens you control. Or Phyrexians you control gain first strike and death touch until end of turn. So that's why I go with Phyrexians. Or incubators. Yeah. I mean, just itself, too. It's like, okay, I'm going to incubate twice. I'm going to incubate twice. I'm going to flip them all. Oh, now yeah. I'm going to give them all first strike and death touch. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's literally every combat. Like, come on. Your combats, but yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah, every. But yeah, every one of your combats. Especially if you get multiple combat tricks. Or no, it, it doesn't work like that, does it? No, it does. If you have multiple combat. Yeah. If you have multiple comments, it'll trigger again. So, so you can make it trigger more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's ne- good. Next, we have uh, Yargol and Multani. It is three black, black, green for a legendary frog spirit elemental creature. Uh, and it's just, you know, an 18-6. <laughs> No six big deal. mana, eighteen six. Sure. <laughs> well, because I think is it Yargle is like a nine three or something. Yeah. Yeah, and so Multani is the equal number of lands you control normally. I think it's so like they're like let's just make it a double, so it's eighteen six. Just, just make six. it massive. <laughs> like okay, like this is probably the weakest of the mashups, but it's still an eighteen six. Yeah, for fucking six mana. Like sure, yeah. Okay, it can die to like I don't know, Sun Titan, but it's an eighteen six. What the fuck? <laughs> this is gonna be a fun card to like play and like flee it at somebody or something. Like oh my that. god! <laughs> like you basically kill them. <laughs> take eighteen. Oops! You take eighteen. Or make Sorry. It a or something like this. <laughs> like it take you have to do something else with it, right? Like you can't just yeah. do by itself. But, but it's funny though. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it's 18-6, guys. Do you want an 18-6? Six mana. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Dejure. Dejure? I don't know. And Hazaret. There's two red, red, and a white for a 5-4 legendary creature human god. As long as you have one or fewer cards in hand, uh, this has Vigilance and Haste. Uh, when it attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may exile a legendary creature card from among them. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order until end of turn. You may cast 
the exiled card without paying its mana cost. Cool. So attack, play a free legendary spell. Yep. And it's a 5-4. That is Vigilance Haste if you don't have if you have one or less cards in your hand. Right. That's that's interesting. Interesting little thing there. Yeah, and it costs, you know, five. <laughs> I mean, Winota was busted in standard, so I feel like this is gonna be busted in standard too. Yeah, it seems really good. Because Winota was like I think it put like soldiers into play, or it might be any creature. Maybe it was humans or something. But this yeah. is legendary creatures, so Right, so even better. Cheating yep. appreciate. Cheating and free stuff, always good. Uh, next up, we got Quintorius Loremaster. Uh, it is three and Boros, or red and white, for a three-five legendary elephant cleric creature with vigilance. At the beginning of your end step, exile target non-creature, non-land card from your graveyard. Create a three-two red and white spirit creature token. Uh, and then it has pay a pay one and Boros, or red and white, for, and tap it. Sacrifice a spirit. Choose target card exiled with Quintorius. You may cast that card this turn without paying its mana cost. If that spell would be put into a graveyard, put it onto the battlefield. Uh, sorry. If it be put into a graveyard, put it on the bottom of owner's library instead. Interesting. So you're exiling all yeah. your non-creature, non-land spells to make three twos, and then... Sacrificing one of the three twos to just cast one of those spells that you exile for free and put it yeah. back on the bottom of your deck. Yeah, and then you just get it back. Like, okay. That's, that <laughs> seems really good. Especially yeah. if you build around that. Like if you build like with spells or something? Yeah, like spells matter deck. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Igna and Eskia, uh, which is two green and blue for a 4 4 legendary creature, human god. Creatures you control have Vigilance and have Tap. Add one mana of any color, spend this mana, only to cast a creature spell. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if three or more mana from creatures was spent to cast it, draw a card. Okay, then. So it makes all your dudes mana dorks, and if you use at least three mana dorks to cast another creature, you draw a card. Yep. Awesome. I'm pretty sure the bottom part would also trigger... With Convoke, I'm not sure, but... Yeah. Because I think that the Convoking is adding the mana to it. I'm not 100% on that, though. Right. But either way, 4-4 makes all you dudes mana dorks, which is what Eskia normally does. And then Mm -hmm. draw cards. Yeah. Very good. For, yeah, 4 mana. Awesome. Ah, All right, next we got... Croxa and Conoros. It is three red, white, black for a 6-6 legendary elder giant dog creature. Uh, It has vigilance, menace, and lifelink. Whenever Croxa and Conoros enters the battlefield or attacks, you may exile five cards from your graveyard. When you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Seems really good. Six for a lot of. It's stats. basically like a Titan, like six for a six-six vigilance, menace, lifelink, and then yeah. you're gonna get a creature from your graveyard every time it enters or attacks, as long as you have five other cards. As long as you have stuff like in your yeah, 
it's like whoops. So you're gonna want to self mill a lot of stuff. Yeah. Dredge some stuff. Just yeah, this is like this is like dredge galore basically. Um yeah, j- just for the stats, this is pretty good. That's pretty solid. Uh next up we got Borborigamos <laughs> and Flippathid. Yeah, whatever. Uh, however you pronounce <laughs> Flippathid. Uh anyway, so it's two uh green blue red for a six five legendary Cyclops Humunculus. Uh, whenever Borborigamos and Flippathid enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card, then you may discard any number of land cards. When you discard one or more cards this way, Borborigamos deals twice that much damage to target creature. It has pay one and a blue. Put him into its owner's library third from the top. God, that stupid recursion, man. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you're going to kill it? Now it's on third from uh, the top. Nope. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so really dis- good. You can discard land. You draw a card and discard lands to deal damage. Yeah. Creatures. Quite awesome. Seems good. Yep, really, really, really good. All and right, hey, so it's, uh, a new, it's a new Borbori Garmos. Like we haven't seen him for a long time. I know since what, like like Ravnica or something or forever or ago. Something. Yeah, the Return to Ravnica. <laughs> the guilds, maybe? I don't know yeah. if there's one there. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, okay. And then if that wasn't good enough, uh, we have Thalia and the Jatrog monster. Like okay. Yeah, this like, one's this bonkers. needs to be a thing. <laughs> One white, black, green for a 4-4 four, four legendary human frog horror creature. It has first strike and death touch. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Creatures in non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Whenever Thalia and the frog monster and attacks, sacrifice a creature or land, then draw a card. Yeah, so this is just like literally all of their abilities. Just all in one. All in one. Like we needed a more aggressive Thalia for one more mana. Yeah, I I love to play (laughs) one extra to to be able to do this. Yeah, one extra for a 4-4 Thalia with first strike death touch. I could play extra lands. All your stuff (laughs) enters tab. I could draw some cards when I attack. Okay. This card is bonkers. This, this is, probably, is one of the. This might the be one of the. Ones. This might be yeah. one of the more expensive cards in the set. Oh, easily. This this is insane, and it's gonna honestly. This is good in a lot of settings of play. So, yeah, it's expect like, to if you see play, it. If you play those colors, people are gonna play this. This card. Yeah. Expect to see this one for sure. Uh, next up, we got Zergo and Ujitai. Two blue, red, white for a 4 4 legendary creature orc dragon uh, flying in haste. Uh, it has hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn. And whenever one or more dragons you control deal combat damage to a player or battle, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Then you may return one of those dragons to its owner's hand. Okay. <laughs> so dealing combat damage, putting a card in your hand, and then you could, what if the dragon dealt damage? You can put it in your hand. I don't know why you would do that. This has a good ETB, but. Yeah. Most likely. Seems okay. It's okay. Yeah. 
This one isn't as crazy as some of the other ones, but um, it's, it's still fine. Five for a four-four flying haster with hexproof. Yeah, the turn you play it. Definitely not bad. It's still got like all the stats and stuff, which is kind of what all these have. So, yeah. Uh, next we got Zimone and Dina. It is black, green, blue for a three-four legendary human dryad creature. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Uh, and then you have tap it, sacrifice another creature, draw a card. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you control eight or more lands, repeat this process once. Yeah, so you'll get two draws and two land cards. And two extra lands. lands. I mean, if you control Amor lands, you don't care as much about the landfall, probably. Right. But drawing cards is good. So. Yeah, and when you draw your second card, you're making them lose life and you gain life. Yep. It seems That's really good for only good. three mana. Like, three mana? Like, come on. I mean, it is one of three different colors, but... Yeah. Still seems... <sighs> All right. Then we all right. Oh. So we got the... <laughs> Yeah, of course, Alara would be all five colors. Shocking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Invasion of Alara. It is Wooburg, all five, for a siege battle. When Invasion of Alara enters the battlefield, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile two non-land cards with mana value four or less. Put one of them into your hand. You may cast the other without paying its mana cost. Then put all remaining exile cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. It has a defense of seven. So this front part is five mana. Cast something for four or less for free. And the other one goes in your hand. So it's like draw one, cast one for five. Draw one, cast one. And then when you defeat it, you get Awaken the Maelstrom. It's a sorcery. So you cast the sorcery and you defeat it. It is all colors. Target player draws two cards. You may put an artifact card from your hand onto the battlefield. Create a token that's a copy of a permanent you control. Distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three creatures you control. And destroy target permanent and opponent controls. So this is like literally something each color does, basically. Yeah, so it's draw, <laughs> put an artifact into play, create a token of something, distribute one, one counters, and blow up something. Yeah, this is just... <laughs> Just do a bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's for five mana, ladies and gentlemen. Like I mean, and, that's and attack, really good. Attacking it for seven, but yeah. But still, like that's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's ah uh, gross. Um, that's gonna be fun to play against. Next, we have Omnath, Locus of All. <clears throat> it is Wooberg. But the black is a Phyrexian black. It is a 4-4 legendary Phyrexian elemental creature. If you would lose unspent mana, that mana becomes black instead. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card if it is or if it has three or more colored mana symbols in its mana cost. If you do, add three mana in any combination of its colors and put it into your hand. If you don't, reveal it, put it into your hand. 
So no matter what, you're you're drawing a card. You're drawing it either way, but then if you reveal <laughs> it, you're getting extra mana. So, so it's definitely an interesting way to make Omnath all five colors, because the last one was four colors. Yeah. Now it's all five, but it's a Phyrexian. No, all... Very interesting, yes. All right, and then uh, we have the colorless battle. The well, what do you first invasion... of all, what do you think, do you think about Mulpey? Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Multicolor is just ridiculous. Like, this yeah. is insane. They're all nuts, right? Like, they're combining just all creatures. Nuts. Like, the worst card is the, is the Yargle, the 18th yeah. which is saying something if that's the worst card. The worst <laughs> card is an, still two points away from killing you in one shot. Yeah, the worst like, card is that's a the six worst mana 186. That's the worst <laughs> card. That's pretty insane <laughs> to put that lightly. This has got to be one of the most overpowered, multicolored sets I've ever seen in Magic. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Definitely this is more overpowered than Alara was, and Alara was insane. Yeah, Remember it's that? gonna be it's gonna be nuts. Uh, especially you're gonna see like a lot of these cards at Commander. I'm assuming, like lots of. Them. Like every single one. Yeah. Why wouldn't you play like all of these in commander? As long as you can have, as long as you have the colors for them. And if you have a five color commander, fuck it, put them all in. <laughs> right, exactly. Why not? You just make <laughs> They're a just deck. so powerful. Just, just make a deck. Put first of all, put Omnath as your commander. Make a deck with all of them in, and just be like, all right, this is the Phyrexian War deck. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just, I do Phyrexian War things, and yeah. everyone is fighting. I just do, I have lots of keywords and lots of power <laughs> and I do lots of things. Yeah. I'm really this is pumped ridiculous. for the, the Omnath and the, and the Thalia. Like I'll be playing both of those for sure. Those are just so good. Like, like playing this Omnath in just an Omnath deck seems cool. Like I could put every Omnath mm-hmm. in. Literally every single one. It's just like, mm, yes. Okay, so colorless. There's a whole whopping three cards, but they're all uh, pretty spicy. So here we go. (laughs) First one is Invasion of Ravnica. It is five for a siege battle. When Invasion of Ravnica enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent in opponent controls that isn't exactly two colors and has defense of four. Yeah, and then when you destroy that, you get Guild Pack Paragon, which is a 5-5 artifact creature. Whenever you cast a spell that's exactly two colors, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a card that's exactly two colors from among them, put it into your hand, and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So, so yeah, this two, is... Two-color deck tribal. Yeah, I mean, that's basically uh, a guild deck. For sure. yeah. That's kind of what they all were, so... Definitely fits into that paradigm for sure. Uh, then we have Realm Breaker, the Invasion Tree. It is three for a legendary artifact. It has pay two and tap it. Target opponent mills three cards. Put a land card from the graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control. It gains if this land would leave the battlefield. Exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Ooh. <laughs> then it has pay 10 and tap it sacrifice realm breaker the invasion tree search your library for any number of praetor cards put them into the battlefield then shuffle 
yeah, let's just play them all. Let's fuck it. Yes, you can put, <laughs> put all 15 Praetors in the deck. For 10 mana. Like, granted, yes, 10 mana is a lot. That's literally an omniscient. So if you're playing, still, if you're playing every five colors. Every single one. Yeah, if you're playing five colors, you could put all 15 Praetors in the play. <laughs> for 10 mana. Ooh, that's real spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that that basically just means says you win the game right there. Like uh, right. they're they're gonna have a real hard time dealing with that. <laughs> Gross. <sighs> uh, and then I think this is the last card, right? Yeah, this uh, is the last we got card. the we got the new sword. Uh, sword new of sword. Once, once in future three mana for artifact equipment. Uh, equip cost is two. Equip creature gets plus two plus two and has protection from blue and black. Whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, surveil two. Then you may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value two or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell will be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. So literally you give something flashback and then you also can search for stuff or yeah, that's Well you surveil two, so you put two yeah. cards in the top in the graveyard if you want. So you good. basically find the spells around a flash. <laughs> Yeah, pretty interesting. Blue and black, so all the swords are good. So, yeah, that's a sword. What do you What do you want? <laughs> typical, typical sword. That is the set. Um, and what a set this is! This is crazy, honestly. Yeah, this might be a set where I end up having to just buy the complete set because every card seems really good. <laughs> Like every single, at least in the rares and mythics, and I'm sure there's probably going to be some pretty strong uncommons too, and, I'm, and maybe even commons. Like I haven't really looked at the other ones, but based on this, like there's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're fighting an all out war, so everybody's showing up with their A game, so everybody's pushed to the max. Yeah. This is. People are mashing up, teaming up. This is some of the craziest stuff we've seen. Like, for a very long time like this is gonna be a fun set that's all i gotta say it's gonna be a fun draft format and pre-release as well yeah it is like this might be just like the uh dominaria uh one last year that we love so much yeah that one was awesome this this is probably gonna be very similar to that like for sealed like this is gonna be amazing so yeah Um, again uh if you want to pick up any of these cards uh Please use our TCG Player affiliate link. Find them in the show notes and on our website, mtgplace.net. We uh, greatly appreciate any support. Um, and like we said, you're probably going to be buying cards anyway.